Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hi, everybody. It's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well, if not baking in the sunshine at the moment. But uh, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting that bell icon so you are made aware of any time we put new content on. Obviously, we have videos going up daily, but sometimes two, three times a day. And I wouldn't want you to miss any of the great stories, any great memories that we're sort of cataloging um, in this series. And so make sure you hit that bell icon. Lots of great guests, lots of great fans, including today's fan. It's Dave Hurst. Hi, Dave. How are you? Hi, Russ. I'm good, thanks, mate. You? Not bad, not bad. You've, you've got the right idea outside. Nice, nice cool glass of water, it looks like, on the go as well. Yeah, it might be a little bit early to have a drink. Well, no, that's a lie. It's never too early, is it? So. <laughs> never too early when you talk about West Ham, Dave. Never no, not early. at all. You, you need one. Yeah, you do sometimes, or most of the time, to be honest. How's, how's lockdown treating you? It's, a, it's, a, it's an obligatory question everyone asks. Um, yeah, it's not been too different, to be quite honest. Certainly work-wise, um, I work from home quite a bit anyway, yep. so that's been all right. Kind of the weekends, you know, we've got, got kids who are, who are grown up pretty much mm-hmm. now, so we're, um, we're having to share a lot of, lot of space with them, which, you know, normally at the weekend we clear off at the pub or something. So yeah. It's, uh, well, not long, not long, hopefully. No, no, it's, um, it's going to be odd, though. We was reading about it yesterday, and it's still going to... It's going to take some figuring it out, figuring out, sitting there and being table served. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it's going to exactly. I think it's going to sort of hit the the your local traditional pubs more. Obviously, like the weather spoons and things like that have been doing it for the last sort of year, really, yeah. haven't they? Table service. But you're right. Yeah, it's um, it's going to take a bit of fun. But at least at least we get you know the wheels are starting to turn a little bit. Obviously, yeah, football, definitely. Football's back, obviously. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same old, same old. <laughs> it's like someone's yeah. just pressed pause and yep. unpaused it, and everything's the same. Nothing's changed, you know. You, you, you would have thought there would have been, a, you know, some sort of um, regalvanization, and it just seems like we've taken another step backwards, and I don't mm. think that was possible. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's just it, it's not good viewing anyway, um, no. simply because it's you know no one in the in the ground, uh, real lack of intensity. Um, yeah. You know, the Spurs game the other night was was an atrocious watch. No, it was better, honest. wasn't it? I, yeah. 
yeah, I didn't think either side were were up for it. Um, and you could you could argue we, we, if we'd have walked away with a point, we could have probably said it was a well earned one. Yeah. But, um, We'll see. We'll see in it. You're right. Some, I mean, some, like a team like a team, it's like a team like Sheffield United. I mean, they were like flying, and the last, you know, the Villa game and the game, the game the other night as well, they just seem to like have been falling, fall off from the cliff. It's really weird how yeah, some people have really got to it. And yeah, they've played. They've played three games, haven't they? Haven't yeah. haven't scored. Well, they scored one, which was yeah. obviously not given. Um, but and conceded six, you know, and they were they're a really decent side. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it has, it, it's had an effect on it's, some sides. It's just strange, isn't it? It's strange. I mean, when that's when people talk about the um, the Wolves game, and when Wolves turned up um, at London Stadium, they looked like they meant business. Do you know what I mean? It's like they looked yeah. like even little things. I was talking to someone the other day. Even little things like they all turned up in the same face mask. Branded face masks, <laughs> but they look yeah. like they came for business. You know what I mean? I think um, it's it's it, you know, it's going to be squeaky by the time we know that. But definitely, West Ham fans, it's, you know. Go on, Karen. What did you say? In fairness, that oh, we just lost. Oh, sorry. In fairness, right? um, Wolves are a side that we sh- that's where we should be minimum. Yeah. But you look at their their professionalism, the way they go about playing football, their activity in the transfer market. We, and the same goes for Leicester. You think, why? How have we allowed them to go past? Well, join us and then go past us so mm. much. On it just, you know, that that's the thing that really, really gets to me. You yeah. know, it's, I don't. We're never going to be Chelsea, Man City, no. Man. But and, and to be quite honest, I don't want to be that. No. But what I do want to be, see West Ham doing is competing with that sort of middle. You know, maybe getting into Europa League, uh, yeah. the odd cup final. It'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, It'll be nice. Oh, God yeah. dear. It's, it's, let's, let's not get too much into the let's current. Get, let's not get... No, no, no. It's all positive. We're talking about, talking about memories. Regime. We're talking about memories. And, and, and for you, Dave, obviously, you know, a big West Ham fan. Where did it all start? Why West Ham? Why was it your team? Um, 1980. So I was four years old. Um, my brother was an Arsenal fan. He is an Arsenal fan. I'm saying was. He still is. Um, and being a younger brother, I went for the opposition that day. And my dad said to me, "That's you've chose the team. You know, four years old, you stick with them." So, plus the colour of the kit as well. Yeah, that's that's happened quite a few times. The colours of the kit, isn't it? It was a you know, yeah. It, it was the kit and the, the 1980 Cup final, I think. Yeah, and that was it. You were hooked from then. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> for for better yeah, or worse, it, it was. A, yeah, it was. It, it was in my blood. Um, not through through birthright, but you know, it's um, it, it's been with me ever, ever since. Yeah, skiving off school in the um in the early nineties to to get on a bus and get the get the train from Bedford down to London. You know, me and a couple of mates. You know, getting caught by my dad skiving as well. So, <laughs> he worked, in Bedford, right next to Bedford train station. Yeah. So I'm walking off to get on the train, but that's clocked me, and then um, yeah, got a bit of a rollicking. So. Oh, good. Still managed to get that. Was actually um, Tony Parks's, um, no, not Tony, but it was Ray Stewart's testimonial. Yeah. I remember, Tony Parks was he, he was in goal um, for West Ham for part of the game, and he came over and was signing autographs and that. Top, top character, actually. Yeah. 
I, I love um, games like that. You know, it's like when we had the yeah. Mark Noble testimonial. It, you just yeah. see different a different side, a different character of some of these people. Um, yeah, a more human side. Definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what comes across when you. In, obviously, I've been extremely fortunate the last sort of six weeks or so to interview a lot of lot of sort of my heroes, and and, and they're all they all come across so like. Like, I don't know what I expected them to be like, you know what I mean? But they all came across really normal. Yeah. But it was just, yeah, weird. You know, it's just weird. It's, it's really strange. But it's good fun. And obviously, since since 1980, obviously, you know, you, you, you're a glory hunter, really, Dave, to be honest. <laughs> yes. Clearly. Yeah, hold my, clearly. Hold my hands up. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and clearly, it just hasn't stopped ever since, no, has it? it's just been like continual glory after glory. <laughs> You know, exactly. silverware, you know, into Tota Cup victories, you know, you know people forget yep. about the, you know, European Cup. Yeah, win, winning you the know, board. <laughs> winning the board. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what were sort of some of the highlights in your sort of career, fan career so far, Dave, in terms of supporting? Um, I mean, not many, I know, but. No, no. I mean, there's, there's certain games. There's the, the one nil against Man United, Kenny Brown, Shinner, um, the season we went down. Um, that was a, that was a great night. Yeah. And especially even more so when Alex Ferguson come out and said, why can they only do it when, they, when it's against Man United? He's always so, Man United, though, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was good fun. Um, actually, uh, the Luton FA Cup game is a replay and we beat them, I think it was 4-1 yeah. um, at, at Upton Park. And we, we'd just gone, we'd scored a second goal and I was, what, 16, 17 years old. I didn't tie my trainers up. Jumped up, surged forward, and both my trainers have come off. So there I am, stood in the North Bank with no trainers on. Anyway, two minutes later, everyone's singing Billy Bond's Clamp Blue Army, and they're throwing my trainers about the North Bank. So I didn't see them for a good, good 20, 25 minutes. So, uh, yeah, that was, it. Uh, that was early days of me, me going down there, and it, the, the love affair was just, you know, it was, um, it was well on. Yeah, exactly. And, have, and more importantly, have you, have you passed on that love affair to your children or have they have they gone elsewhere um, i've got so i've got two two stepchildren so yeah. um hayden who is now 21 when when i was first with his mum he used to come to a few games with me at sure. upton park and then when we went when we got um season tickets at the new place the first season i got a season ticket in my stepdaughter's name um, she came along to a few games she actually really enjoyed it yeah but, um, unfortunately hayden's a liver hayden's a liverpool supporter <laughs> Yeah. Um, and and Lola's not that interested. To nah. Be blind, so. nah, 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 nah. I know you mean. I know you mean. Oh well, well, you know, we 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 live. Yeah, and to be quite, yeah, probably spared him. So. <laughs> exactly. Someone said the other day to me, going to see, going to West Ham the last few years has been a bit like a chore, but it's a chore they want to start doing again because I think you know, I think having this little break, you know, people have. Until recently, people were really looking forward to to starting again the Premier League, and you know they were like yeah. missing it. Um, and 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 I think it's it's not, and you know you you know more than anyone day. It's not about the football being a West Ham fan. If it was hundred percent, if it was, no one would be a West Ham fan because no. you know, it's atrocious. No, this is uh, in it. terms of our run, but it is about the sort of the community and sort of the the, the senior mates, and obviously you know part of obviously you you. you keep in touch with people on Facebook and West End groups and Twitters and things like that. And that's what's kept a lot of people going through the lockdown is that sort of that camaraderie and that nostalgia and going back and definitely. talking about old games and stuff like that. And Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, you know, that's, 
this is the first season I've not had a, a season ticket in, in some time now. And um, it's lost its identity. Um, yeah. But the interest is still there. And I'm speaking with, with Chris and some others about this because you know what? You, the, that's, you want that back. You know, you go to an away game, it's still, it's still pretty much West Ham. Yeah. But it, it just... Look, I don't want it. I didn't come in here to bleat on about the, the um, how it is because it is what it is. But the one thing I, I, I did did say to the lads the other day was, we can get beyond the move because we've had there's been, albeit too briefly, some really good nights and afternoons at the at the new place. Mm. Uh, you know where where it has been rocking. You yeah. know, there's been some really really good days, but it's just unfortunate that at the moment the board and um, the management. Uh, they're outdated. We need, you know, that yeah, it, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And that's that's the thing. I mean, you, you're right. Once you know, if the team's performing well, and and the, the, the they, you know the team around them, are put, you know, and the and the players are putting hundred percent, and the place is rocking, the stadium's the last thing people moan about. Isn't it? Of course, of course. And that's 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 kind of what my um, eleven is about. It's not necessarily yeah. my best eleven. It's my favourite. The, yeah. the player who gave hundred percent and. You know who you who you wanted to watch. Um, I don't mind watching West Ham lose games of football because you know it's part and parcel of of supporting them. I do mind watching West Ham lose football like the other night where there's a real lack of effort. Yeah, you know, and we, we, we always we loved players who really really cared. They didn't they didn't have to be the best players. No, no, they just needed to care and not, yeah. and understand what the supporters wanted. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that totally, and you're, you're right. I, you know, we love a trier, don't we? We love a trier. Yeah, it's like you yeah, know, I used I mean, to, I used to love Ian Dowie. Bless him, he'd have a go, wouldn't he? He'd run after that. Yeah. He knows he's not going to get that ball, and he's going to run into the corner flag, but he'll still run after it just to, you know, get his yards yeah. in. It seems and be, yeah, but yeah, that's that's nice, as you said, being a West Ham fan. Um, you yeah. know, occasionally you'll get you get a, a player who has that sort of mentality and that skill and that's a really yeah. special player but for a lot of yeah, time yeah. it's just people who, who give a shit about West Ham that's that's who we want yeah yeah that's right and it, it's you know looking at current players the the young lad from from Hull Bowen he yeah. he looks to have a real appetite doesn't he and I hope I hope that continues it doesn't sort of get um he, I hope he doesn't lose that enthusiasm because no. that's surely got a rub off on certainly a younger players coming through at least yeah i mean that's that's you'd hope so i mean that's we was we was talking i was on you know like for everyone else you know you get invited to all your zoom call like watch along things um with yeah. your mates and, and and that was something that came up you know you're thinking you see he i mean he didn't stop running at tottenham you oh, know he really and the amount of tracking i mean frederick's had a shocker and and he and the amount of times he covered for him and and with deck and people like that you would assume that that passion and that that sort of grit would rub off onto the rest of the team. It didn't as much yeah. as I think people wanted it to, and and but it, it's it's a shame because people like you know someone like Snoddy would be right up for this at the moment. Yeah, you know, I'd like and and unfortunately, you know, he's he's injured, but you know, he's out. But you know, it's yeah. it's what it is. The hand you got to be dealt with, and uh, you know, we've got a few days and you got you know a week or so until Chelsea could have. You know, Seb might be back, Og might be back, and. Yeah, Ogbonna has been a miss the last two games. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. I think Balbrunner did, did all right. You know, he didn't. Do, yeah, he did all right. And uh, it's a shame. I would have liked to have seen that team have played against Wolves, Wolves. because I think yeah. deck in the middle would have made a big difference. 
Yeah. Um, you do, you, you, you know, your deck will have, he will eventually probably be a centre back, but you need that cover for him in the midfield. And I thought hundred percent, especially especially as Wolves' strongest point is probably attacking from midfield. You exactly. know, they've got so many good players in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think Noble needs it, two games in three days is yeah. too much for him. But without Snodgrass, you've you've got to have somebody in there with some um, energy. And it was that it was strange to see him so far forward. Uh, yes, that was, was obviously like, yeah, the block yeah. against Spurs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not his position. <laughs> he, yeah, for half of the game, he was like in that famed, our famed false nine position, which I remember we had when we yeah, played Spurs yeah. ages. Do you remember the big sample in uh, the false fantastic nine? Fantastic play. Aladici. <laughs> brilliant. Right, let's, let's go into your 11, Dave. As I said, the okay. only really rule is that you have to be alive to a scene on play. Just so it means you get a, you get a difference... You know, it's a generational thing, and I think it's it means you yeah. different players come up, and you know we've had about I don't know about 130 odd players come up. Um, some good stories, some because you know I don't know they posed for a Christmas catalogue dressed in a Christmas onesie, <laughs> and that's why Raz Van Rat got into Charlie Walsh's. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah, that, but that's brilliant, isn't it? That's that yeah, is yeah. part of our fab, literally part of our fabric. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, so in terms of you said, to, you know, in terms of your eleven, it's all about your favourite players. You know, might not have been the best players, but the the guys that you know thought you know, you'd like to see in their West Ham shirt. You know, they'd fight yeah. for it. So who's in goal for you then, Dave? Who's in goal for the Hurst level? The, the big man, Ludo. Yeah. Yeah. My um, it, it, the, the early memories at, at Upton Park of the sort of first games going along was just Ludo running running up to the North Bank, the whole of the crowd. Ludo, Ludo. Yeah. This guy loved being there. You know, and and, and his, his game against Man United as well. I mean, we talk about Rob Green's against Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ludo's was as as outstanding. Yeah, you know, we we could have conceded seven or eight that day <laughs> easily, easily. And what is it? That's what I love about you know goalkeepers always have an affection with the fans because that exact reason you know they run up to the court. You know they're literally running right in front of the fans. It's like even Rob Green. Yeah. You know, like England's number six. You know, and uh, <laughs> and it's just yeah, it's just weird. But but obviously, and even the away goalkeepers always get like a bit of a. As long as they're not like no one, as long as they don't hate them. Yeah, as long they as they're Walker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah so they always yeah, get clapped. Like can... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you talk about, um, I mentioned him earlier, Tony Parks. I mean, he wasn't with us for long. No. Um, but they called him Flying Pig, didn't they? He wasn't the tallest of keepers, no. but he just had a real rapport with the, with the crowd. Yeah. And that, that's massive, you know, because obviously you spend, a, you hear what we're saying. Yeah. So, um, you know, you've, they've got to have quite thick skin, I'd imagine. They have to, and they have to, but they don't, none of them seem to take themselves too seriously. You know, I mean, Ludo particularly, you know, always when you, when you yeah. meet him, he always says, hi, I'm Ludo. I don't live near Moscow, you know, and that's sort of how he introduces himself most time, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like, and like Rob Green, I remember we were charting, you know, you all want a team of Robert Greens and England number six. And it just, they, yeah. they, they can't take themselves too seriously, as you said, because they'll be listening to all the crap that you're going to be shouting at them for the next 45 minutes at 100%. least. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that until now. Right, okay, we'll put Ludo in. Uh, who's going to go, who's going to go left back? I've got an idea for your left back based on your criteria, Dave, but... Uh, so mm. it's going to be Julian Dix. It has to be. Yeah. It has yeah, to be. Dixie. Yeah. I mean, he's one yeah. of those players. I think, I think he's, 
you know, there's a few players which always come into people's 11s and Julian is always one of them because I think he just epitomised West Ham, didn't he, really? 100%. That's, you know, he was not, although he had a, a wonderful left foot, he wasn't the best player. Um, but he would give, as soon as he stepped foot on that pitch, he would give everything. Sometimes a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, just ask John Spencer. Yeah. Um, but no, he was just, you know, he was an absolute idol to me. Um, and still, you know, 30 years since going to sort of first West Ham game, still my favourite favorite West Ham player, um, just because of what playing for West Ham meant to him. So, you know, and he could just get the crowd going. One tackle, you know, I'll just turn around and, you know, come on, and it, it would get everyone going. And they, they, them sort of players are special. Particularly right. from left back, you know, it's not the most glamorous position yeah. in the world, is it? And it's like if it was set to no, mid, then fair enough. But he was capped, you know. And it, I mean, I just love the way he just like looked like he was relatable. You know, nowadays footballers yeah. don't aren't relatable with fans. You, you know, I I couldn't picture myself walking into a pub and seeing Diop at the bar, no. but no, I could easily walk into the bar and see. A G Julian at a bar popping yeah. out, you know, and it's just like the way he walked out. He didn't train. He'd have a can of coke in a Mars bar and go and play ninety minutes like we were doing a sat, <laughs> like we were doing a Sunday league yeah. game, in it all, you know. And it was yeah, just exactly. like, oh, brilliant! I love Julian. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're pretty, I mean, we're pretty, the, I, I was just, I, I got to give a shout out to um, to George McCartney as well. Yeah, he was, I, I loved that guy as well. You know, another one really enthusiastic with bomb on. You know, wasn't wasn't brilliant by any stretch, but just that. Uh, an all-round hundred percenter. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember George McCarthy, McCarthy ever making like a making a mis, you know like a mis, a glaring mistake. You know, most people yeah. you have like oh god, Jimmy Jimbo, what he did the against the but he was just yeah. he was a solid a solid left back. Um, that yeah, was sure. definitely. Well, I will put Julian in. Let's go right back then, Dave. Let's go the other side, man. Timmy Breaker. Oh, the robot. Yes. Le- legs like the legs like a rhino. Yeah. It was um yeah, it just you know, didn't say a lot on the pitch, just up and down, tremendous fallback, great cross on him. Yeah. Just just to play again, another player you can relate to. You know, yeah. it, it it was a professional player, but it just turned up 90 minutes of football, wasn't interested in being anything other than just being a footballer. You know, it, exactly. there was no airs and graces about him. Yeah. Um, and we used to put a bet on Tim Breaker, first goal scorer, every yeah. week. And he was something like 33 to 1. And I can't remember what the game was. And we turned up about 10 minutes late, got him. And it's the only time he ever scored first, I'm sure of it. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> so actually, scrap him. Let's get Seba Sherman in instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. Let's put in, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's put in Thomas Repka. No, but yeah, no, but yeah, I know what you mean yeah. about. I know what you mean about Breaker. He's one of those players, and we. I was again very fortunate to interview him, and um, I, I, I sort of gave a confession because I, I didn't really appreciate Tim Breaker when I was young, and it was only like yeah. well, obviously now you got you know there's nothing on tennis, there's nothing on tennis, but I mean there's football now, but until three week two weeks ago, um, so I was watching up like, the old games, and, and I forgot what a great player he was, and obviously he was fantastic, he was brilliant, like solid, yeah. reliable, would bomb down that right side, and you know again interviewing a lot of the the players that, who he played with um, at West Ham at the time, they all pick him. And yeah. that, that puts that gives me like to me that that puts it on a level, you know, when when like Martin Allen says, you know, he was amazing and he was just yeah, machine and stuff. yeah, it was, you know, it's it, it had such energy, 
he was such energy you know such a nice guy as well so, yeah top bloke i can imagine i can imagine like uh right okay uh, let's uh let's put timmy in okay let's go center off so who's your first center off then dave all right let's let's come out of the 90s for a bit um i'm gonna go with ginge james yeah. collins i'd imagine he's propping up a lot as well Again, a generational thing as well, but yeah, definitely, definitely GP for sort of the, as you said, in terms of giving his all and and being a true West Ham man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and it's it, it, it's awful that the club didn't give give the guy a testimonial. You know, he put his, he, he was a proper West Ham player again. You know, at, at times he'd have have a shock. I remember driving five hours to Swansea, and we we just got promoted, and we we're three 0 down at half time. Yeah. Um, 15 minutes in 15 20 minutes in his back pass they've gone and scored gone one and up and he looked devastated and I, I know it's a terrible mistake but his reaction told told you enough he cared yeah 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 it's it, it's a mistake you know and, and he, he bounced back from it yeah um, you know people would write him off but Leicester away a few seasons ago you know, that at the end of the game when we beat him 2 0 and they come over with I think it was with um I think it was with Arnie and just the whole away end singing sign him up, sign him up, Ginger Pele. And that was yeah. a real air standing on the end moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Love it. No, Love I get it. you. And and he just has that, you know, that even more so he's sick. he seemed to be when he came back the second time, he just he seemed to be a much more I don't know what the word is, but he, he, he seemed to have grown when he got when he went to Villa. I mean, he was a good player. I mean, he was good. You know, I was gutted he left he left us. When he came back, yeah. he seemed to be so much more of a leader and obviously being slightly older as well, a bit more. Yeah. Um, he really cared. You could tell he really cared. And when he'd jump into Chav Corner after the games or adopt yes. his Chav Corner at London Stadium, um, not a lot of players do that. Not a lot of players throw no, their shirts no, in the crowd and stuff. And uh, yeah, no, definitely. Definitely GP. Okay, we'll put Gin Gin. Who's he going to partner then, Dave? Potsy. Oh, Stevie P. I'm liking yeah. this team. Yeah, go on. Um, it. It's just no, no one of that size should be that good at no, centre no, right. You're totally right. No, it just shouldn't be possible. Fantastic reader of the game. Quick. Um, scored an absolute worldie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, against Hull, but just a you know a, a consistent, a real consistent player. Um, should have played one more game and got what, what yeah. would it have been? It would have, have been the five. Yeah, I think it's over the five hundred or the six hundred. Four five hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, was, it was. It was. It was a lot of games, um, and you you can't ever remember anything but a hundred percent. Nah. You know, and and just a just a really really good defender. I mean, if he would have been six inches taller. No, you're talking about an international footballer. Definitely. You know, I thought he was that good. Yeah, no, I agree. And you're right. I mean, it, it, what made him was going in, well, I think it was probably Tim Breaker turning up because then he moved in sense back really uh, properly because obviously yeah. Tim was, and then he was by far a better sense back than the right back. Um, and he could read, he, yeah, yeah. he was really, he was deceptively quick as well. He was, um, wasn't he? His, his anticipation and reading of the game yes. is real. Real strong point. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, you know, he's he's, he's, in, he's still in the you know he's in the under twenty under twenty threes coach. Um, and yeah, so so rightly should be. You know, it's you know because he's yeah. such a great and, and again yeah. that that's that's one thing about you know I think which is quite good, particularly since you know Pellegrini went and all that lot 
is there's been an it has been a more of an influx of the of the old players coming back in. Do you know what I mean? So you've got obviously Potsy, you've got Kevin King, yeah. you've got Colton, you've got Conch, you've got Zavon Ainge, you've got uh, Nolan. You know, people who understand the club. Um, and so from a younger age, yep. they're understanding the club. Do you know what I mean? I think that's, that's only going to benefit throughout, you know, Definitely. And, and when I, when I interviewed Kevin Keane, you know, a few weeks ago, he was saying that there's a, there's a great crop of under 18 boys there. If we can keep them and put them onto decent contracts, so they don't leave. Um, then, uh, nice. yeah, then, <laughs> then we've got, you know, we're in you know, safe hands because we love an academy boy coming through, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's what we, yeah, that's what we want to see. I am. Um, yeah. The the Arsenal game 2007 at, at the Emirates, um, Potsy was there with that with Dan. He would have yeah. been, you know, what eleven or twelve, I suppose, at the time. Must have been, yeah. yeah. And you know, to to just see a he's a West Ham legend, Steve Potts, yeah. and he's in there with the fans and there's beer going around at halftime because we've just gone one nil up. <laughs> and you know, it's just I I, I, look, I can't talk about other clubs, no. but I don't think other clubs have what we've got. No, I mean I even Ginge. I mean Ginge. Ginge turned up to quite a lot of away games, didn't he? Yeah. When, uh, um, and and uh, even even Jordan Hugel. Jordan Hugel turned up. To yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. He pays his own yeah. way. Doesn't even go in the. You know, that's what I mean. Nuts, isn't it? Nuts, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny how players just like some just get it, and obviously Ginge was yeah. around it. Ginge, you know, he's a Welsh boy, you know, but he's like an adopted Cockney. Still lives around the area. Just got the hat. Just yeah. got the fans. All right, we'll put them in. Nice back four. Nice back five of Ludo. Okay, let's get into midfield then, Dave. Who's your? Who's going to be your left midfielder? Matty Everton. Oh, Matty. Nice. Yeah, flying winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he, he, again, a very, very good player. I mentioned George and the, the two of them um, had a real understanding. When yes. They played together. Um, you know, one with Bomb on, the other with Sit in for... The, for the other one they, they just had a real understanding Matt, obviously you know the biggest highlight for Matty Everton was the day he shifted up to Park a couple of a couple of feet when he scored in the um, playoff semi-final I mean yeah. you know an absolute belter of a goal but the celebration I mean I've never known anything like it nah you know, that was, was awesome a, that day a, yeah an amazing night but just a really a, a good old fashioned winger yeah, exactly. An old-fashioned winger, which we've lost in the modern game. You know, just a fast guy playing on the right side of his foot. You know, his left is playing on the left side. That's it. And he yeah. just had this yeah. electrifying. You know, obviously we were we were quite fortunate. Obviously before him, we had someone like Lazaridis, who was again yeah, yeah. that speedy yeah. left winger. And and yeah. then it's it's a it's a factor of the game now that you know almost like the midfield the the wingers are now sort of more auxiliary forwards, and it's actually the Full. fullbacks job now yeah to bomb forward yeah, it's, it, I, I miss you, you'll see when we get to the right hand side I, I miss just proper wingers yeah you know that's growing up that's what teams had yeah you know Alan Devonshire I mean I never I, I never got to see um, Alan Devonshire play live so hence why no. he's not in yep. the team but um, magician yeah you know just they're players you pay the entrance fee for aren't yeah they? Yeah, 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 and they, uh, it, it's once it's really cheesy, but once in a generation you'll get a player who does that, you know. So it's, yeah. it was Dev, or I, yeah, I won't say the others, but just in case they're in your team. But every every time there was there was one player who you'd pay your season ticket to go and see. But uh, yeah, all right, we'll put yeah. Matty in. Go on, let's talk about the right wing. Then who who do you have on the right wing? Then Trevor Sinclair. It's tricky, Trev. Yes. Yeah. 
love him. Love Trev. Yes. But a better footballer than just being a winger. Yeah. He could have played anywhere on the pitch, certainly going forward. Certainly um, did at West Ham, didn't he? Play, he played like, yeah, I, yeah, played. I remember his debut, being at his debut against yeah. Everton. I think it was two all and he, he scored twice. He was up front, wasn't uh, he? He, he did start up front, yeah. And that was a yeah. bold decision from Harry to, to put him up front. But, it, and, I mean, he scored so many great goals. Yeah. You know, we talk about the, the one against, obviously, for QPR. Yeah, you know, yeah. Head kick. He scored that. But still, it's up there with Paolo's goal for me is the, the goal against... Derby, the corner, where it yeah. doesn't touch the floor and results in his volley. His outside of the boot against Spurs, his volley against Charlton. You know, it, Guy was a fantastic he was He wasn't one for a tapping, was he, Trev? Do you not know what I mean? All, no. They were no, always spectacular. Really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that's, you know, part of it. But again, you know, he wasn't one for just drifting in and out of games. He was always looking for the ball, always wanted to be involved. Yeah, and just just blistering pace when he was on form, when he yeah. was when he was fit and on form, and obviously you know he forced himself into that England squad, didn't he, for the uh, twenty yeah, yeah, in yeah. Japan, wasn't it? So yeah, no, he forced himself, and obviously then he played the left on the left, didn't he, famously, and you know again he was one of those players, and we've had quite a few of them who are who almost like turn up in the game either too but in the wrong time, in the wrong era, because obviously yeah. he had Beckham. In front of him, yeah. And so, you know, and it was like you know, same with I mean, same with Julian. He had like three or four. He had like although we all think he should Stru- have played Stru- Stru- Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. He had Lasso, um, you know, and he had. It's the same with Phil Parks. Yeah, you know, Phil Parks had Shilton yeah. and Clements. You know, it's like a year either side, and they would have been internationals. You know, Billy Bonds as well. Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean Hughes and stuff like that. You know. So. But yeah, all right. We'll put tricky Trevin. Yeah, I know what you mean. Two nice wingers we've got. We've got a bit of pace, got a bit of pace, and stretch the game out. I like that. Okay, let's get into the middle. Then, Dave, who's your first uh, centre mid? Um, Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Yes. I love him. I love him. You know what? I, I, we um, we was on um, Reese Barber's stag do a few years ago, and we were in this hotel in in Maidstone, just outside of Maidstone, and. I can't remember, the manager of Chesterfield at the time. And they rock up and staying in the hotel. We, we had a drink with Mad Dog. I mean, we were like school kids. You know, yeah. it was just like that. And we had photos, the, the nicest bloke you could, you could ever wish to meet. He's meant. brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I love him. Such a top bloke. Yeah. You know, it, it, so much love for West Ham as well. Yeah. You know, talking to him about the club. And it was just like, you know, the best, best days of my life, certainly in his career. You know, and, and it, again, run out on the pitch and everyone would do the mad dog, you know, and he was just a lunatic, wasn't he? You know, he was a complete a, loon. Footballer as well. He was. He was a really good footballer and he scored some great goals for us. Um, yeah. My, I, have, I have one story about mad dog. Um, obviously, we interviewed him and it was brilliant and I loved it. And then I realised at the end that he was eating a dog biscuit which was just making me laugh. He was just munching away. And what you know, he just, I mean, I'm like, yeah, no, I saw you had a, yeah, fuck, there could be vodka or gin in there, Dave. I don't know what's in your glass of water. But, you know, but it's like we were chatting yeah. and he was like, and he was like, oh yeah, I've been in the garden. He had like, all his hands were all brown because he'd been in the garden. I reckon he'd just gone like that in a load of soil before he came on. <laughs> just, just, yeah, you know what I mean? Just to yeah. show you. And he was just munching his thing. And then after, and then, then, then at the end, I just saw the end of it, like on those Bono biscuits. And I, Martin, are you eating a dog biscuit? He went, yeah, I am the mad dog. 
It was like, oh, pretty, you know, it's like, pretty. but he'd staged it all the way. And he was like, was yeah, pretty. yeah. But my story about Mad Dog was we interviewed him on the pitch. Um, we haven't interviewed him since because of this. Um, but he'd, he'd clearly, this was at Upton Park, and he clearly had enjoyed some of the uh, pre match hospitality. We'll just say that. Right, okay. And, yeah. uh, and it was half time, and Thomas Hitzelsberger was playing for us. And obviously, occasionally, he'd hit one of his. You know, and he'd scored in the first half, and so we'd interview him half time. And we said, Say, Martin, um, Thomas Hitzelsberger, you know, great, great goal first half. And he went, Yeah, he says, and, then, and I said, obviously, all the fans were cheering. He went, Yeah, they were, which is a surprise because the last time the German turned up at the East End, he bombed the place. And we went, Okay, well, thank you very much, Martin. <laughs> you know, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that was mad dog. Man. That's him, and he's like everyone laughed. And but yeah, yes, I know we didn't. But oh, I love Martin Allen. He was great. He was good fun. Right. Okay. So we'll put the mad dog in. Who's the mad dog gonna accompany in that central midfield? Another another um, all-round player who played at the back and in midfield. But I had to get him in. George Paris. Yeah. Do you know what? I I'll be honest. I think that's the first time, unbelievably, George Paris has has, has come in, has been in someone's team, which is really, really? shocking. Really shocking. Yeah. I always have my spreadsheet up as well, Dave. I must apologise. I always keep it just in case. George Paris, George Paris. Tell a light. No, he's, he's only appeared in a, a, a couple, but it's very, very rare. Yeah. But he was a good player. He was a great player for us. Yeah, yeah, very good. Good. Scored some, scored some very good goals for us. Yeah, first time. Again, going back to what we are saying about a few of them players who not the most naturally gifted, but, you know, for engine. Yeah. And could play in a number of positions as well. Um, commitment. You know, you just, you know, Timmy Breakers, they, they were the players when I first started going, you know, we, we had some real talented players, but they all stood out to me. Yeah. Yeah. To- to- yeah. You know, he, he, he's, I think, 1990, I think, 91, he played majority of his season at left back because yeah. Dixie had come to the club and had quite a, quite a serious injury. Um, and then moved into midfield sort of for the next few seasons and just a just a real like colossal colossal of a player I loved him yeah, yeah. you know really really you just I don't know he he typified everything about what being West Ham was yeah and a lovely bloke as well and they're all lovely that's the thing all the, all the players yeah. from, that, from that generation I mean I've met as a very very lucky and I'm very fortunate to have met a lot of them and they're all lovely blokes they're just all lovely, and <laughs> it's like I love yeah. Jackson. I think you know, it, looking at well, we've got a few more to to say. But apart from Ginge, you know, my team is from yes. eras gone, gone by. You know, yeah. because because of what we said about players relating yeah. to the club. You know, and I don't feel we've got all right, Mark Noble, but there's not many who no. Someone, someone said to me on a previous interview that that when that your favourite music is when you're 15, 16, 17, and I think that's same true with footballers. Um, yeah, yeah. Look definitely. at look at looking at the the, the, the with the exception of Ginge, most of them probably when you're about 16. You know what I mean? And, that, and it's it's true. It is really strange, but it's very true what that guy said, and it's true with music, but uh, but even more so with footballers, I think. Um, okay, let's go up front then, Dave. Who's your first striker? Then? Yeah. Hello. Um, right, I've, I've got three, so I'm going to I'm narrowing this down. So, Paolo. 
PDC. Yeah. 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 Agree with that. Yeah. Just, it goes against, probably goes against every, every other player in terms of work rate. Yeah. Um, frustrate the living shit out of you. You know, really could, especially from away from home. But, you know, he's, he was just a joy to watch, wasn't he? Yeah. You, just, you, exactly. Like, you were talking about commitment and stuff. Yeah. He's, he's, his love for West Ham is, is without doubt. Yeah, yeah, it's you know it, you, you you would never doubt the guy, but you know it's just it's not just about his um, what he did with the ball. Obviously, his, his famous goal against Wimbledon, his goal away at Chelsea, yeah. his last goal against Chelsea, and he breaks you know burst down in, in tears. But the moment at, at, at Everton, which showed a completely different character, yeah. you know when he's, he's you know caught the ball when a keeper's lying down injured. And he gets a bollock in the pack. I mean, Stuart Pierce tells a great story about he wanted to, wanted to rip Paolo's head off in the change rooms, didn't he? After, yeah. but you know, I suppose he's one of them guys who just couldn't help but love. And um, and and the penalty against Bradford, him, him and Frank as well. I mean, it's just great viewing. You still watch that? That's a fantastic view to watch that game again. Yes, it? yes. Um, and it's funny because people talk about that era, and 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 that for me that was the most exciting era at West Ham, because you had yeah. people like Paolo, and you know you'd turn up to a game excited. I mean, you know, no one would turn up playing Bradford at home thinking it's going to be an exciting game. But nine times no. out of ten, that happened. You know, it was an exciting game. And, yeah, that was crazy, that Bradford game. We still talk about it, you know, I know 30, yeah, 25 yeah. years later. But that happened quite a lot. And usually it was Paolo doing something silly, doing a, a Paoloism or Thomas Repka getting a red card or John Monker <laughs> putting a foot in. There was always yeah. something. There was always – it was like a soap opera, that sort of – that era of – that sort of Harry era, really – it was always something going on or a new player would come in or you'd have Marco Bugas or you get a Palo Fuji yeah. and, and or you get, or you get this Decanio one chop partnership, which should never have worked, but it did, you know, it, that's yep. what I loved about that period of time. And yeah, again, definitely. it was probably around my sort of my mid, mid to late teens. So that's probably why yeah. I love that period with so much joy. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. No, it's, it's good times. And Harry just had a way of, Getting players from clubs who were out of favour, out yeah. of form, bringing them in. I mean, look, we had Neil Ruddock, Ian Wright. I mean, it, it, when Ian Wright scores against Palace, and Neil Ruddock and him do that like mocking of the cameo, and yeah. he's just signed for the club. And he's thinking, look at these idiots. Yeah. You know, or it just, was it just before he signed? It was around it that just, time. Yeah, it was, it was just about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, that was just full of characters, and the crowd loved that. You know, yeah. that's, that's, that was fantastic. You know, yeah, just I used- signs. No, you're right. I used to love those lap of honours where or lap of, yeah, it was it was a lap of honour. They before they changed to a lap of appreciation, um, and, <laughs> and and by the end, like them lot, it was like, I remember seeing like one with Ruddock, and he wasn't playing, but he was in a suit. And by the end, he was in his pants because he was literally just throwing his like trousers and his shirt and his shoes in the crowd. And he's like, it's just fun. It was just a fun time to be a fan. But in general, yeah. in, foot, in football terms in general, I think football's got a bit boring now. Uh, and you don't yes. get characters. It's become too professional. But that was like a great time because you said you had to... I mean, people talk about names in the back of the shirts. Ruddock was the last name I had in the back of my shirt. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was, and it, was, it was Razor 6, you know. I remember that really good <laughs> Because I thought it was just a character. I love, I was like you, yeah. I, I love characters, and he was just brilliant. He was, you know, he had to, it wasn't the story that they had to make sort of like 
short shorts with extra size these these shorts because they couldn't fit him you know his normal shorts yeah. wouldn't fit he had to get like I know 5X <laughs> or something like that it was absolutely brilliant anyway back to Paolo yeah totally great box office loved him who's, who's Paolo going to partner then Dave I don't know if you've had many of these but I'm going with Carlos Tevez good old Carlitos nice yeah. guy yeah just that season um yeah. an absolute emotional roller coaster yeah um i didn't i did i hardly missed a game that season yeah. um and united being one of them that i did miss but he didn't score his first goal till the spurs game first first weekend of march first, first few months he was he weren't great was he didn't um, start a game did he until the the new year mm. no, i think it was january time when when kerbishley was was in charge and kerbishley yeah. put it in and first of all, he's like, really? You know, and then all of a sudden, this guy just exploded, you he know. Did, yeah. and, he just got and, and, and again, it was that, that relationship with the supporters. I mean, he, where I used to sit, sort of in, in a, what was the Al Parry stand and different, different yeah. names on the, um, on the west side, he jumped in just in front of us. And he was like, yeah. this, it means something to him. And then he just repeated it, you know, and it, it, it was brilliant. Right. It was just great to watch him. Somebody of real pure class. I mean, out of all them players, including Paolo, Tevez was the best out of them for me. Yeah. You know, he, he, he was a genuinely world-class footballer. He was. Um, yeah. it, it, just to have him for, we can't even say a season, we had him for, for 10, 12 games, really. Really, when he turned up. I mean, you know, it was almost like he, I mean, before it was almost like he was trying too hard, wasn't it? And then, then Curb sort yeah. of basically told him just to stay up front. And yeah. and it just worked a bit like a bit like you know when when Arnie came in obviously you know he was like stuck on the right he was doing fuck all really when he understood yeah, yeah. and then Moisey put him up front and he sort of made a, di- a massive difference um, but yeah Carlos was just like you know it was just this incredible and it, the whole thing around the mystique of getting him and I remember yeah. and I remember like at work and it came up on the ticker. On the BBC thing, you're like, what? We just signed yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. And like, they're just a picture yeah. of them, like at the ground, like, like Where's looking at. They, did, they didn't have a clue what was going on either. It was brilliant. We interviewed no. um, I interviewed John Pansel um, <laughs> the other day, and I asked him, I was like, what was it like as a player, right? And he turns training, and Carlos Tevez and Javier Mascarano were just there, and he went. I just didn't believe it. I did not believe it. I was like, what was going on? Um, so they, were, they were lovely blokes, really quiet, but I just didn't understand yeah. what was going on. I said, to be honest, John, I don't think they knew what was going on, really. It was almost no, like they were like, no. it's almost like that. It felt it like was, they, were, they were like kidnapped or hijacked, you know what I mean? And they yeah. just like, appeared. Yeah, there was de- definitely in the, in the background under the tunnel of shooters <laughs> aimed on them, definitely, because it was just the most awkward photo. I mean, even Pardew was just like, fucking hell's going on here? Yeah, exactly. It's absolutely brilliant. But, uh, crazy. but yeah, that's brilliant. That, that finishes that team nicely. Dave, it's been absolutely brilliant, James. I really enjoyed it, man. Yeah, really, no, really, so really enjoyed it's been it. great. Great. great fun. Thank you for your time. And obviously, thanks everyone for watching no as well. Uh, share, like, subscribe. Again, comment. You know, I read every comment. I'm very, you know, loving all the all the messages and support and, and all the messages and comments in the video. Keep them coming. If I've made a mistake, if I've said the wrong month or the wrong player, yeah. You know, you know, you're going to comment on them anyway. Probably Kent Hammers is probably going to say something because they always does. But anyway, until next time, me and Dave, take care, everyone. Stay safe, and we'll see you all very, very soon. Cheers, guys. Bye bye. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.